You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Keep me in perfect peace is the title of this devotion. Keep me, Lord. Keep me. You know, I think that most of the devotions this week will have this kind of call to it, this call, come. Come into the secret place of the Most High where you may dwell secure and stable under the shadow of the Almighty, which I talked about yesterday from Psalm 91. And and Deuteronomy chapter 33 and so forth. Come into that place of security, no matter what the circumstances of life are. Read, for example, Psalm 57, verse one and two. I mean, I I don't wanna just mention it to you and then make you look it up. Look at this. Be merciful and gracious to me, O God. Be merciful and gracious to me, for my soul takes refuge and finds shelter and confidence in you. Yes, in the shadow of your wings will I take refuge and be confident until calamitous and destructive storms have passed. I will cry to God Most High, who performs on my behalf and rewards me, who brings to pass his purposes for me and surely completes them. Now, today, keep me in perfect peace. Keep me in that place where I'm not drawn out of your rest and get all anxious and become all prickly and that anything causes me to respond in an agitated way because I'm living on the edge. You know, my father used to say, the reason people fall into the ditch or into the pit is because they hang around the edge. And when you hang around the edge, you have the temptation to fall off. And the Lord doesn't want you to live on the edge, that you're so strung up with the stresses of circumstances or the irritations or burdens or frustrations or worries or needs of life that, that, you, that you can bear nothing and anything makes you burst out with frustration and with those feelings. No, keep me in perfect peace. Keep me. Jesus says to you and me from John 14, verse 27, peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed. Do not permit yourselves to be fearful, intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. That is what the Lord is saying. Come, come, come on, come on, come back into peace. Don't wait for the circumstances to change before you say you're going to feel better. No, no, Lord, okay, I've allowed this to overtake me. I've allowed this to overtake me. Lord, I'm living on the edge. Lord, I'm, I get so agitated over nothing. Lord, Lord, I need to come back into that peace, that perfect peace that surpasses all understanding by which you guard my heart and mind. Jesus, you said my peace, I give you. Jesus, I need your peace. 
become Lord. And you begin to pray like that. And then let me take you here to the famous part when it comes to peace, Isaiah chapter 26. And he says, you will keep him, verse 3, in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Trust in the Lord forever, for Yah the Lord is everlasting strength. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you, who trusts in you, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. You see, friends, often the battlefield of our nerves has not just to do with where they're housed in, in, in ten, uh, right here in our body, our nerves. That's why often people that have a lot of nerve issues have a lot of tummy problems. And your liver is, one, is right here and it has one of the greatest emotional housings of your nervous feelings or passion feelings or love feelings or worry or stress feelings. That's why when people live emotionally unhealthy, they often suffer physically issues because their liver cannot bear all that stress. That's, it wasn't made for that. And therefore, if we just come back into that perfect peace, we are also encouraging our body to recover from the stresses and to be restored to health. And I understand there are other ramifications and I don't diminish them by what I'm saying now. But it does say in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. Okay, I'll read it to you here. <clears throat> Proverbs, where are you? Here you are. Proverbs chapter 3. On a, um, now verse 8, 8. Verse 7 says, be, uh, well, in verse 6, in all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge the Lord, and he will direct and make straight and plain your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Reverently fear and worship the Lord, and turn entirely away from evil. It shall be health to your nerves and sinews and marrow and moisture to your bones. So, friends, I want to encourage you tonight, today, come into that perfect peace. Begin to believe, keep me in perfect peace, Father, keep me. Let your peace become so strong in me that it keeps me and I can stay calm, I can stay peaceful, I can stay restful, no matter what I'm going through. You know, here in that same chapter 26 of Isaiah, we read starting at verse 7, and I'll read that to you from the Amplified, Isaiah. Okay, I, here we go, <clears throat> starting at verse 7. The way of the consistently righteous, those living in moral and spiritual rectitude in every area and relationship of their lives, is level and straight. You, O Lord, who are upright, direct aright and make level the path of the uncompromisingly just and righteous one. Yes, in the path of your judgments, O Lord, we wait expectantly for you. Our heart's desire is for your name and for the remembrance of you. My soul, 
yearns for you, O Lord. In the night, yes, my spirit within me seeks you earnestly. For only when your judgments are in the earth will the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness, uprightness, and right standing with God. Then we go to verse 12. Lord, you will ordain peace, God's favor, and blessing, both temporal and spiritual, for us. For you have also wrought in us, worked in us, formed in us, and for us all your works, all our works. O Lord, our God, other masters, listen to this closely, other masters besides you have ruled over us, but we will acknowledge and make mention of your name only. They, the former tyrant masters, are dead. They shall not live and reappear. They are powerless ghosts. They shall not rise and come back. Therefore you have visited and made an end of them and caused every memory of them, every trace of their supremacy to perish. Lord, when they were in trouble and distress, they sought and visited you, poured out powerful prayerful whispers when your chastening was upon them and on and on and on. It's an incredibly powerful chapter 26. I really do believe as you and I allow the Lord to keep us in his peace, keep us in peace, he is able to fight our battles for us. He is able to deal with the things that challenge us. And the peace I'm talking about is not the absence of activity. It's not taking a spiritual holiday. No, it's being in that place of complete surrender and submission, being in that place of complete dependency and absolute belief that the Lord is guarding you. I find it remarkable that you can live in this, what I'm saying, if you're in the most challenging times of your life. I think one of the most challenging times of the Apostle Paul's life was right there at the end. Often when we get to the point that it's our time to depart from this world, that can be a real argument about us. And that argument can be felt by us where we know that Satan is so offended that we don't belong to this world and we don't, and that he does not have a claim on us and there's nothing he can stop our salvation because Jesus is Lord of our life and to him our knee bows and to him our tongue confesses that he is Lord and Satan can do nothing to stop Jesus from saving us. And we live in that full surrender and that can come a real challenge sometimes. And Paul is in that moment when he is in a dark dungeon in Rome waiting to be beheaded outside of Rome through Nero's evil, evil tyranny in this about the same time, maybe two years apart, three years at most, Peter was also crucified upside down. And Paul is in this dark cell and I'm sure there were moments he had to just keep singing and praising to not allow the darkness to try to dampen his faith or trying to torment him. And he had to worship. And here he's writing his dear, dear friend, who was like a son to him in the Lord, Timothy, 
who was challenged as the pastor of Ephesus in an incredible large church, an influential church. And he's writing Timothy and he says to Timothy in, in chapter one of, chapter, of 2 Timothy, chapter one, verse six, he says, therefore, I remind you, well, let's start at verse five. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwells first in your grandmother Louise and in your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that that same spirit of faith is in you also. Therefore, I remind you, stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given you, Timothy, a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound, well-balanced mind. You see, this is where we often are drawn out of that perfect peace because of agitating conflicts of the mind. It is so important that you let the Lord guard your heart and mind so that the enemy cannot draw you out through his mind-orientated strategies and where he tries to get a grip on you with feelings and thoughts that would afflict you and torment you and even encourage you to do something you know and your heart is not right. It's so important. We need to let that perfect peace of God guard our hearts and minds. And here you could see the spirit in which Paul was living. He was living in that spirit of faith in that dungeon. He was living in that power and the love of the Father. His mind was kept stable and steady. If you read his last letter here, 2 Timothy is his 13th letter that we have. It's the last letter of Paul. It is so phenomenal, that letter. You could see his mind was so clear, no matter the circumstances. That is part of that perfect peace, friends. A well-balanced mind. I've looked at my dear wife, Virginia, when she's gone through some humdinger challenges over the last six, seven months. That girl's mind has just stayed like a steady ship on the course of faith, looking to the Lord, trusting Him for our children and grandchildren, trusting Him for her welfare, staying sweet with me when she was hurting physically. I tell you, I, I, I love that God is able to keep you and me in perfect peace. I just love that about a loving father. And when the enemy comes around and tries to harass your mind with really oppressive thoughts and dark feelings, listen to this. The Lord is faithful. He will make you strong and guard you from satanic attacks of every kind. That is 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 3. The Lord will guard you, keep you, protect you from those demonic feelings and thoughts. It says, I think in chapter 13, when Jesus, just before Jesus is washing the feet of his disciples, it says in Satan, having already put it into the heart and Satan having already put the thought into the heart of Judas is carried to betray him. You see, the thought was brought to Judas by the devil and he allowed that to have access in him. One of the triggers we know is when Mary washed the feet of the Lord Jesus and poured this expensive perfume that was worth a year's wages over his feet and, and because he had a love of money. 
And that shows you why the Bible warns us that the love of money can be the root of all evil and that we must be careful to not let it grip us. Money is a good servant, but it's a horrific master. And, and it gripped Judas and then his heart became dark and, and then he got these thoughts and they came from the devil to go and betray Jesus for money, for 30 pieces of silver. You know, friends, I am so grateful that the Lord can have you and me in a place of grace where the devil can never get a grip on your mind. He can never be able to access them because they're being kept. The Lord keeps our minds in perfect peace. He keeps us in perfect peace when our mind is stayed upon Him because we trust in Him, Isaiah 26, 2. So let me close with you here from Philippians chapter 4, starting at verse 4. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are unselfish and considerate in all you do. Remember that the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God your needs and don't forget to thank Him for the answers. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. Again, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God your needs and don't forget to thank Him for the answers. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. And His peace will keep your thoughts and your hearts quiet and at rest as you trust in Christ Jesus. Now, brothers and sisters, as I close this letter, let me say this one more thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and good and right. Think about things that are pure and lovely. Dwell on the fine and good things in others. Think about all you can praise God for and be glad about. Keep putting into practice all you've learned from me and saw me doing, and the God of peace will be with you. Wow. Philippians 4, verse 4 through verse 8 in the Living Bible. I really believe, God, that this devotion today is like a bolt of heavenly light coming to your heart and mind as it is coming to me right now to say to you, I will keep you in my peace and no evil shall prevail against you. Amen. Have a good day.